Hello, hello, bonjour. We are live from London for Kitmag. Welcome, all of our friends. How are you all doing? Can I get a whoop whoop? Yes, I have decided to go down on an FA Cup final weekend, the Eurovision route. So welcome everyone on and all of our guests. This week I'm joined by regular Adrian. Hi Tom. I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And I'm joined by Scott. Hello. <laughs> so in other news, it's been quite a big week in the kit world. We saw a special Ukraine kit, which united not just Europe, but lots of the world. We also marked the Mental Health Awareness Week, and we'll have more on those things in a little bit more depth a little bit later. But it's also been a big week because we've seen a ton of new shirt releases for next season, and it does seem like we're getting to that point of the year. And one of those shirts is a shirt from a team that's obviously close to someone on the panel's heart, and that's AS Roma's new shirt. So, Mike, we're going to be coming to you to talk about that. (laughs) I'm only joking. Adrian, what did we think about the Roma shirt? Yeah, well, I love it. I know some people are on the fence. So what I'm going to try and do is help people for uh, to uh, be making their mind up. Uh, for me, the shirt was a bit of a fairy tale uh, and it's my number one release this week. Um, I want to see lots of people out there buying it, doing wild dances, you know, hard rock hallelujahs and, and in a state of euphoria. I think I've listed about seven Eurovision song winners there. Um, but in serious news, so it's, this is the second new second season of New Balance. And per, yeah, personal feelings to one side. I, I thought New Balance did, did an OK, strong job this year uh, in the first season in charge. You know, a, a lot of the time you wanted to sort of play it safe. Everything they delivered was a traditional Roma shirt. It was recognisable as a Roma shirt and they stuck, stuck to, the, to the brief. This time around, the home shirt, I think they've sort of let their creative juices flow a little bit. And it's nice to see it. So obviously still the traditional Roma red. Some people say it's got a 2016 Liverpool granddad collar on it. It does have a granddad collar or depending away from a Henley collar. But um, again, I think it's a nice touch with a yellow uh, yellow trim to it. There's a couple of really nice features in the shirt. So on the back of the shirt, it's got a lovely message, Figli de Roma. And in the middle of the O for Roma, it's got a nice lipetto with the O in an Italian flag as well in terms of the, the detailing on that. And actually throughout the pattern of the shirt, it's almost like a Gucci handbag pattern. Tom, you'll recognise that. I know you're big into your handbags. Um, but it's like a Gucci handbag pattern. And inside the, the circles within the weave, it's got the ASR logo, which was Roma's logo back in 1930 to 1934. So again, it's a lovely little touch to that. So I think there's there's lots of sprinkles of creative flair all across this shirt. And I'm, I'm really pleased to see it. And I'm excited to see if they've gone... Well, it's, it's still quintessentially a Roma shirt, but if they've gone this far out with what is traditionally a very safe, you know, Roma shirts are very safe in terms of the home designs. In fact, they've gone this far out for the home shirt. I'm really excited to see what else is going to come from New Balance this year for Roma. What do you guys think? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, to be honest. Um, I think it looks good. It's, I think it's a bit better than the, the first a home shirt they've done maybe as you say just because there's a little bit more creativity to it um but like you say more than anything to be honest with you my thoughts were exactly what you said i'm i'm intrigued now to see what they bring in the way of away third and probably a fourth kit um because i thought last year's they were really good so if they're going to step it up a notch a little bit again with that i think we could be in for some really good kits this year 
I think the thing that does it for me is the the badge throughout the the ASR badge throughout. I think it'll make it. It's it'll be one of those kits again that maybe looks quite normal on a picture, but when you get it in hand, it'll be yeah, it'll be beautiful. So I think that's a really that's a good touch. Good touch and makes you want to buy it to see what it looks like. I was going to say I'll report back to you all when it when it arrives. Um, name set staying the same for I think I think it's the third or fourth year running now actually third year running the name set staying the same which is great it's been a great name set. Um, I'm a little bit jealous at some of the other new releases that come out the last few days. The clubs have brought out new name sets, but Olive, is it still going to be a two tiered system with those New Balance shirts, AD as well? So you're going to have an authentic and a stadium. Yeah, it looks like it in terms of what they put online and, you know, in terms of New Balance and what the difference is, it's, it's pretty much just the heat press badge is the, is the main difference, slight difference to the cut, but the materials and the rest of the shirt that you're getting is all identical. So um, the Elite version, the New Balance comes in slightly cheaper than the Nike Authentic, so the Adidas Authentics and the Nike Ad, Ad Dry or whatever we're calling them now. Um so yeah, it, it's not as big a tiered gap between between what's his traditional stadium and a traditional player set spec. Any hints for colour schemes for the second, third, fourth? I mean, a, a ways for me has always got to be white for a Roma shirt. I'd love to see them bring green back. I would absolutely love it. It's been eight and I can't actually. It could be for the cup shirt. We could have green though. European cup shirt, Serie A rules next year. So you know green shirts are allowed, but I'd love the fourth shirt to be green. Um but yeah, certainly white and, and the blue has been a really popular choice this year. Yeah, I think if they go blue again, they'll be onto a winner. It just especially if they have throwback elements, I think it it looks really good when you have them all together. Green's a personal favourite of mine as well. I love the uh, I think it was the Deodora kits that had the dark green colour with the uh, sort of like yellowy gold um, collar on it that kind of come down and through the middle, and that bit of an underrated kit for me. That that colour scheme works really well. Really like it. Yeah, that was the assets kit from 95, I think. But again, the pattern that went through that with like the goal netting and the goals. A lot of people link the pattern in this new mm. shirt to the pattern within those kits. Did Deodora not do one through that oh, they did as well? Oh, sorry. Deodora did do some... I'm, I always look, go back to the 90s, don't I? But yeah, second time around, Deodora in the, yeah. in, in the, in the <laughs> noughties. Oh yeah, I forget. I always forget about naughty shirts for some reason. That was the template that I, Scotland had one as well because they were Deodora. They had that template. that It was with a high neck, wasn't it? Almost looked like a polar neck. High neck is to make you look like a vicar, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so crossing over then to Germany where there was another kit release this week. And Mike, what do you have to tell us about this one? So this, this is a good one. Um, so obviously this weekend sees the last round of fixtures for uh, the Bundesliga. Um, so Stuttgart have released a, a special shirt that they're going to wear on Saturday against Karl. Now the significance of it is, is, is quite big, to be honest. So what they've done is they've released this shirt, which they've said um, it, it, it summons the spirit of 1992. Now, for anybody that doesn't know, in 1992, uh, going into the last game of the season, Stuttgart, uh, I believe it was Stuttgart, Dortmund and Frankfurt were all on 50 points. Uh, at the top of the Bundesliga table. Um, and over the course of that last round of fixtures, uh, Frankfurt had a surprise loss to Rostock. Uh, Dortmund won and Stuttgart also won. So it meant Stuttgart actually won the Bundesliga on goal difference that year, which obviously that's the idea with the um, the channel in the, the 1992. Uh, and the reason that it's so important for this weekend is because basically if they, if they don't beat uh, Colm this weekend, they are guaranteed to be in the relegation playoff. So they need Dortmund to beat Hertha Berlin and to win themselves, and they'll 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 somehow escape the the relegation playoff. Um, so it's it's all it's all on the line, and and yeah. So the, as I say, the idea of, of channeling that 
that last day of 92 is quite a big thing for them. And the shirt itself is a, is a stunning looking shirt. I've seen a few people talking about it on, on Twitter and online this week, um, saying uh, a few different things about it. Generally, good good response about it. I think what a lot of people have missed is, is through that season, uh, Stuttgart actually wore two different shirts. So this actually combines elements from both of those shirts rather than just the one. Now, the one that most people are referring to is uh, what most people would probably remember is the Cameroon uh, template that they wore at the USA 90 um, with some terminal stripes through it and a little bit of um, colour on the sleeves. But they actually, for a lot of the season, they wore a different kit as well, which resembles this uh, special kit a lot more than that one did. Um, so, so yeah, so it's it's nice. So it's it's got the red collar from the Cameroon template as opposed to the white collar from this other template they used. And then, as I say, the, the block red across the shoulders and down the arms comes more from the other kit. And it's, it's good. It's classy. Uh, my, probably my favourite feature of it is the fact that they've reverted back to the original 90s uh, uh, Jayco logo, isn't it? For or Jacko, however you pronounce it, from the 90s. I think it's, I think it's a really good shirt. Um, I can't imagine there being many of them left by now, if any. So, yeah, should be a good one. I have to say, I absolutely love the stitch details on it. It's proper old school 90s, isn't it? Both the badge and, like you say, that quite chunky Jayco retro logo. I think they're really, really cool. So those are just two shirts that have been released this week that we thought we'd take a little bit of a deeper dive on. We will kind of rattle through some more of the other ones that we've seen this week. And I thought it would be a little bit of fun and in the spirit of things for you to kind of give me a, a thumbs up or thumbs down, but we'll go... Does, does that work on a podcast, Tom? Thumbs up for thumbs down? No, no. In the spirit of thumbs up, thumbs down, oh, what okay, I'm actually going to be asking for is 10 points on Neil Poir. Okay. Oh, I like oh, it. Come on, AD. You were so close <laughs> to getting into the spirit oh. of it all. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the other shirts we've seen is that Juventus shirt this week, which obviously Adidas, again, their crusade against solid stripes. What, what do people think about that one? I'm going to give this a solid 8 out of 10. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Juventus. Uh, yeah, people, some people know that. But and whether it's just because I'm comparing it to the last couple of years, but the Jeep sponsor, now they dropped the 4XE and with the lightning through for the, I think it's for the electric Jeep, I guess it, I guess it is. I think it ties in quite nicely with shirt. I think it's smart. Mike, what are we, what are we saying for that one? I will go one better and I'd say I give it a nine out of 10. I really, really like the shirt. I think that it, for me, whilst it might not be regarded by Juventus fans as a traditional Juventus shirt, I think largely it holds and it encapsulates what Juventus shirt should be. And it's just nice to break the mould sometimes. I know that they've probably done it in ways that people don't like in the past. But for me, this one's got everything it should have whilst, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit. And I think it's good block vote in there we don't like to see it we don't encourage it <laughs> scott what's your score for that one uh design idea nine execution seven mainly i really like that they've incorporated the stadium into the stripes that's quite a good idea but for me it's that god-awful white box on the back i just it's not figure skating scott you've got to give one score overall you can't give like <laughs> <laughs> Valare, Juventus flying high, it seems. Um, another one we saw this week was uh, Dortmund's uh, BVB. Is it boom, bang, a bang, this kit? AD, I can see you <laughs> shying away from giving me a score. What, what do we think about this one? I don't think Dortmund have had a good good kit for about 35 years. I'm Neil just looking at 
I'm just leaving it there. Yeah, I'll go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll come in and try and say a little bit more. Um, I, I again, <laughs> I, I like this one. Um, I like a stripe kit. I think Dortmund look good in stripes. I think it's the best home that Puma have given them so far, to be honest with you. I've not been a fan of the other ones. It's the, the best they've done with the sponsor they've got to actually make it look like it's part of the shirt as well. Um, I know a few people have said they're not a fan of the broken up stripes, but again, I, I think at least it's consistent across the shirt rather than just broken for the sponsor. Um, so I, if I'm giving it points, maybe maybe a, a, a seven out of ten for that one. Scott, which side of the, the scoreboard are you sat? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I think the sponsor's potentially one of the worst sponsors on a shirt since Chevrolet. Um, I don't like that the stripes are so... The gap where they've incorporated the sponsor is slightly too big for me. I do like the detail in the stripes, but, I mean, that's just trying to polish a turd, in my view. I'm, I'm surprised. I, I actually liked that Dortmund shirt. I'm surprised that it is that unpopular. Um, and then one more I thought we'll just quickly go over. The, the Ren shirt. I don't know if anybody saw that red with the kind of the, the black stripe down the right-hand side. Did that one make you water loose your minds? You've got us like pu- puppets on a string here, Tom. You don't need to give me a score. I just wanted to get a terrible pun in. That's fine. Um, and, then, and then one more shirt that is definitely worth a mention and one to keep your eye on because I think we might have a, a, a nice giveaway and an interview coming up on this podcast and on the Kitmag socials for this. And that was York and their centenary shirt. Um, very popular online. Are we all fans of that one? Yeah. Uh, they can yeah. for share of a year, probably, I guess. Yeah, it's great. It looks like it's sold out on the pre-order as well, which is shows how popular it's been. I read somewhere four years worth of stock they shipped when they released it compared to what they usually sell. Wow, that's about 400 then. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, one of those will be available soon via the Kitmag social. So you keep your eyes peeled for that and then Scott there was one thing that I know you'd be very interested in and that was some retro releases this week yeah so Adidas uh, this week released a remake of the 1990-92 Manchester United home shirts and goalkeeper shirt and it was it's not the first time they've done it it's been a, a thing Adidas have done throughout their contract and this one follows up from the Class of 92, they did the, the 25th anniversary release and in 2017 where they released only the Away, the Snowflake Away. So these two are a, essentially a follow-up to that. So you can now have the Home Away and the Goalkeeper Kit as a re-release. A couple of talking points I noticed that came out from the release. The first thing being um, how they're lit. You know, sometimes a modern remake or a reissue has a variant in in the design, whereas these are literally an exact copy. They've got the embossed badge, the embossed sponsor, the embossed uh, Adidas logo, the the collars are the same material, even the trim, the diagonal trim from the shoulders through the chest is the same. The Adidas stripes is that kind of, the rough cotton material. So it's, it's, it's an exact, it's literally an exact replica. I know that the eagle-eyed uh, listeners spotted on my away shirt that the sharp sponsor didn't have the black outline, whereas I, I, I don't have them in hand yet. I have ordered them both, but I think these this time they're they're literally exactly the same. Um, which led on to the second talking point, which was the price. They did come in at a premium 
of uh, depending on where you shop, but it was 85 quid for the home shirt and 80 quid for the goalkeeper shirt, which is for a reissue that will not be worn on the pitch is quite a high price, but it beats the 200, 300 quid that you'll have to fork out if you don't have an original. Um, and they're, they're, they've, uh, I think that probably the price has put a lot of people off, so they're still available. You can buy them at Pro Direct, uh, Kitbag, and uh, Man United Direct, obviously, because it's run by Kitbag. But your best option is to go direct to Adidas because it is free delivery and free returns if you change your mind and keep the tags on. Whereas if you go to Kitbag, they've, for some strange reason, they've put the goalkeeper shirt £10 more expensive than everybody else. But And I've been assured that the goalkeeper shirt doesn't have the padding <laughs> from the elbows to the wrists. So if you, if you do buy, at least it will be wearable. Firstly, I'd be disappointed there was no padding in the elbows. You know, I, li- I like a bit of padding. If I fall off my rollerblades, I know I'm not going to hurt them tonight. Um, but just out of curiosity, what, what do you think about the fact that they are an identical copy? I think that I, I personally... As, as we touched on before when we talked about the uh, Denmark remake, I'm, I'm not a remake lover myself anyway, just a personal uh, preference. But I think if I, if I was to say, be honest about it, I prefer when there is actually a slight difference from the original. I think it's nice to have just something that, that differenti- differentiates between those, those originals and these reissues. Not, not even just necessarily for people who are buying it that could be mistaken, but almost just as a little nod to those who have the original as well, that you're, you've got something which, you know, can't be bought again. I'm just out of curiosity, as, as a United fan on these in particular, what do you think of those United ones? I, I would agree with you if it was going to be worn on the pitch. So if, it was, if they were releasing a shirt to wear, it would be nice to have a modern twist or something slightly different. But I think because they are literally just a reissue, then I can appreciate um, what they're what they're trying to do it's a fashion item you know they're not this is not to be worn as a pre-match shirt or or on the pitch so I think in in that instance I'm okay with it being identical but I agree with you I, if it was to be worn in a game I would definitely like a, a twist on it kind of like um, I like how the Denmark third kit was essentially an exact copy of the 86 home but they changed the color so the design and the pattern was identical, but they made it a red out shirt. So, but they wore it on a pitch. And then finally, deep, deep into injury time of this week's news, another one of Scott's favourite Premier League moments has been commemorated this week. And it was Aguero's title winning goal for Manchester City. And they have released a pre-match shirt 10 years on from the event. Um, how do people feel about commemorative pre-match shirts then? Horrific. <laughs> Hang on, you get, there's been pre-match shirts released this year because there's a tube line that runs past the football stadium. As far as pre-releases go, I'm all right with this one. Now, I'm, I haven't got a dog in the fight. I'm not a Man City fan. I, I, I'm a neutral here. And as far as the you know, generic pre-matches we've gone with, with stupid little narratives, this one's okay for me. This one's okay. So my non-biased opinion is the shirt is nice. But the name set is terrible. They've they've taken a commentary. They've taken the the, the commentary of the guy's name. I mean, you, people take the piss out of folk walking about with cut name sets or their own name on the back of the shirt. This shirt's got what eight O's at the end of his name and the numbers wrong because he was sixteen at the time. 
but it's their 10th year anniversary, so they've just conveniently changed this number. So I think if it was, if they if they had the shirt and maybe his proper name set, yeah. But I'm not I'm not buying that name set at all. But it has sold out, so obviously. But but I mean, we have to remember that that was the first Premier League title, or the was it the first first division title that City have ever won? And I mean, and considering that they were established in 2008, it's a big moment. That was three years into most people's uh, supporting tenures of the club, so. Yeah, I mean, Man City as a club are actually slightly younger than most Manchester United fans. <laughs> it's a watershed moment and rightly, rightly remembered, I think. So the first of three features that we have this week and last week we saw Subside Sports host an event with the Anfield Rap and also with Rob and Craig from Spark Academy and we sent Kit Mag alumni Rob Fletcher to go and talk to Craig. So a special one on Kit Mag Pod this week. I'm joined by Craig Bugles who's celebrating 20 years of the Brazil shirt that you'll see in the Kit Magazine. Craig, what was it like designing a, a shirt for a team like Brazil back in the 20 years ago now? Yeah, um, it was probably, I would say, the highlight of my career um, you know it's not that often that you get there to one work for such a prestigious brand um, but more importantly work on a kit which is arguably the most famous kit on the planet um, we made a lot of changes to the kit so I was a little bit nervous doing it you know we changed the colour the technology was a big story we did quite a bit the fabric was changed so you know there was quite a number of things that we did to it so yeah I was um, it was like I said probably the highlight of my career and, and loved every minute of it you know and the euphoria of seeing someone lift a cup in the kit that you've designed I mean it, yeah it just doesn't get much better really do you think that was a quite a big um, change in the way kits were designed so from the 90s when you know a lot of the heavier stuff was there it wasn't really for performance it really changed in those early 2000s didn't it do you think that was sort of the I mean obviously you probably worked on it late 90s but do you think there was a conscious effort to start designing more for athletes than anything else oh 100% and I mean if we if we talk about a step change in the industry I think it was absolutely monumental and um, I was lucky enough to work with a really great team behind us so yeah I mean I think it was arguably a turning point really um, you know Nike at the time were very very much in the shadows if you like of the, the likes of Adidas and to some extent Puma really because they just didn't have the history in the, yeah, yeah. In the sport so they tinkered around with it a little bit they followed Brazil and at the time Phil Knight was saying you can't experience football unless you've seen it through the eyes of Brazil um, but no I mean for me it was a monumental change you know we, yeah, we yeah. went from a knitted jersey to a stretch woven the technology that we put into it and cool motion the bellows effect that we worked on and all the effort that we put into that the massive colour you know the fact that we changed the colour that Brazil was working in and the technology really elevated not just Nike but the industry and, yeah, yeah. you know I'm so proud to say that I was part of that because I genuinely believe you know it was it was a massive change in the industry everybody started looking at actually it's about the athlete it's not yeah, about yeah. the fan but don't get me wrong when I say that I always consider the fan when I'm designing product of course you do yeah, yeah. but you've got to think of the person that's actually performing in this thing 
So that's why we spent so much time geeking out on making sure that it was right for the environment, it was the right technology and everything else that went with it. So yeah, definitely think it was a massive change for the industry at that time. Yeah, and we're here on um, a Spark Design Academy and Subside, Anfield Rap kind of mashup looking at Liverpool shirts. Obviously their new shirt was released today. Yeah. Do you see a lot of that sort of groundwork that you laid at that time with Nike with some of the stuff that they're doing now, especially with the sort of player performance shirts, they are very, very different these days, aren't they, from replicas? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think um, it's an interesting one because I think with regards to Nike, they've kind of slightly moved back in the direction and as much as they've gone back with traditional knitted um, shirt, whereas other brands have kind of stuck to their technology and if you look at Kappa, they've just redefined and redefined and yeah, redefined. Yeah. Puma's a little bit simpler similar where they've gone with the stretch woven and they've kept going with that and redefined it over the years so I think with Nike they've you know as much as it was a groundbreaking technology at the time it was it kind of also kind of paved the path that there were certain things that were going to hold on to so the athlete was really important making sure that the fans get value for money was really important understanding the culture and the heritage behind brands so I would say a lot of the stuff that we worked on kind of paved some of the way and yeah. they kept that true to their core. Yeah, yeah. But there was other bits that they've redefined and, and changed a little bit. But um, I think the one thing that I would like to think we've all brought to the table in as much as the team that was working on all the kids at that time was we've just brought a, a microscope on it, you know? Like yeah, yeah. That, that whole community that we all love. We've just ended up creating memories that we yeah we just love to hear about the stories and even as me as the the designer of some of that stuff it's just great to to just yeah to, to basically see people geeking out on some of the stuff yeah. that we've designed over the years it's a, great a lot of the shirt community love all those uh, reviews that you do on your videos on youtube and on twitter yeah. it's great if there was a shirt that you could sit down with with rob at the subside desk and think right i want to look at that shirt and, and, and dissect it and think about it and what would that be any one shirt oh Jesus that's hard um, i tell you what I'll make you pick a Newcastle one right, make well, it a bit uh, easier yeah well if it was Newcastle um, I would have to probably go back to actually the Puma yeah. kit yeah where they tried to mimic the original 93 to 95 away kit which was a silver with a pinstripe through yeah yeah an umbro kit that was famous with Peter Beasley in it and um, I would like to ask Puma what were they thinking <laughs> because they absolutely destroyed it yeah um, they've made such a hash of what in my mind was one of the most iconic kits we had we had enough um badge you know where we NUFC yeah yeah that thing um, which I actually really like so yeah I'd probably like to just sit down with him and say yeah what were you thinking of yeah. so yeah that would be it I would say alright cheers for that Craig and um, if you want to uh, hear more from Craig check out the Spark Design YouTube channel and read about all Craig's ideas behind the 2002 World Cup shirt in the next kit mag Second up this week, me and Mike were very lucky to speak to Zaria Ladonsk on Twitter, who is a British-Ukrainian football journalist. And he was speaking to us about a very special kit that Ukraine wore in the build-up to their playoff against Scotland later this year.
So this week on KitPod, we do have a very special guest, and this is Andrew Todos, and you will see him on Twitter at Zoria Londonsk. So hello, Andrew. Thank you very much for coming along. Perhaps you want to introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, hi, Mike, as well. Uh, I'm very forward to having a bit of a chat with you guys about um, some Ukraine kits. I am the, you could say, the main English language specialist journalist on Ukrainian football. Been following Ukrainian football really my whole life and in 2018 started a blog slash football website that was called Zoro Londonsk and ever since I've been following Ukrainian football teams across Europe. Um, last summer uh, I did a whole road trip with some of my uh, friends who I do a podcast with which is about Ukrainian football in English called Ukraine Plus Football uh, where we visited all of the professional clubs in Ukraine in the space of two weeks by car oh, wow. and yeah it was it was it was quite something and and yeah and I follow the national team as much as I can um, over the past sort of four years and I mean we're recording this on the week where Ukraine played uh, a friendly which I was also at so yeah looking forward to chatting a bit more about all of that today. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about why why Ukraine why Ukrainian football why is that the, the subject of interest for you? So um, I've got Ukrainian heritage essentially both my parents are Ukrainian born in London personally but I've had that connection with Ukraine my whole life, basically, uh, been following football, you know, ever since I was a very young kid. Uh, I was actually born in Wembley. Um, so, like, the, just behind my house, the garden, you could see Wembley Stadium, like, literally just there. Yeah. And um, the first match I ever went to was uh, England versus Ukraine in 2000. It was one of the last games of the old Wembley Stadium. Oh, wow. So you could you could say there's some sort of uh, football connections to me, just however it's fate has has brought it on. Uh, it's just a shame uh, I wasn't blessed with the ability to be a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was that the the glorious double duo out front of Rebrov and Shevchenko in 2000? Or okay, yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, sadly, I think uh, England actually won that. But um, hey ho, and I, oh, I think it was also Alan Shearer's one of Alan Shearer's last games or something like that. So. Uh, an interesting one, nonetheless. Definitely. I mean, what a, what a duo to have seen live as well. Great claim. Um, so I guess really one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on today is to discuss the Ukraine shirt that they wore in that friendly that you said that you mentioned. And of course, um, a lot of people may have seen it. You've posted it on your Twitter. Or we retweeted it ourselves. Um, but we just wanted to maybe ask you, what that shirt is and how important it is at this current time. Yeah, so currently the all of Ukrainian football has obviously been on hold and Ukrainian football always has a winter break which starts around mid-December and then resumes towards the end of February. Uh, the Premier, Ukrainian Premier League was meant to resume the 26th of February and the full-scale invasion that Russia started uh, obviously happened on the 24th. So the season never restarted. It was paused, put on hold. And then a few weeks ago, it was officially sort of declared not finished, but 
stopped where it was at the winter break. So the likes of Shakhtar Donetsk um, finished the season top of the table, but not declared champions, you could say. And that's meant that there's been no football domestically going on since December. And uh, I think about the start of April, um, Ukrainian clubs were allowed to, well, Shakhtar and Dynamo Kiev were allowed to leave Ukraine to play club friendlies for charity matches and get a bit of awareness going and also help improve the fitness of their national team players who have just met up over the past week with the national team set up and they've got a month camp now preparing for their vital um, World Cup playoff match against Scotland. And essentially this week, uh, Ukraine played against Borussia Mönchengladbach and that was the first friendly warm-up match for the Scotland. And because it's this weird national team versus club kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's one of those rare moments where essentially on your kit, you can put anything you want on it because it's, you know, it's not a FIFA regulated event. It's not even UEFA regulated. You can have yeah. as many subs as you want and all that kind of stuff. So um, Ukraine were playing with sponsorship essentially you could say but it was a it was a charity sponsorship so on the front of their kit they've got like a massive outline of the ukrainian border well the ukrainian outline of the ukrainian map and uh, all around it has got all the different european flags of the countries that have helped ukraine um in recent times i think it's got a few others in there as well and that's basically the motto is united uh, for ukraine mm-hmm. and it's connected to the charity that is run by the government, which is United 24 after the 24 oblasts, which is essentially the same as maybe like counties, regions that we have in the UK. And that's just to help with rebuilding, to help with the armed forces, uh, with demining, education, all that kind of stuff. So essentially the costs of, these kits apparently they're going to be released at some point no actual info at time of recording and when they will be released possibly they might be um put on some sort of auction i could see that happening as well like in a very limited quantity so it will be very difficult for anyone to actually obtain them even though i've had a lot of interest already people messaging where can we get one where can we get one and sadly um it's always been quite a struggle for to get ukraine kits and yeah, and then you've got on the sleeve patches, you've got the United 24 logo as well. And on the back, I think that's the bit that got me the most, that I liked the most out of this sort of special kit, is that it was just Ukraine was the name of all the players. But mm-hmm. in the numbers, they, out of the numbers, they've made uh, all the cities and towns that have been affected by uh, Russians' invasion, have been mined, um, shelled, bombed, you know, where killings have taken place, all of that. So, like, there's little words that make up the numbers on the back of the shirts and uh, look, it looked really good and I think it sent out quite a powerful, strong message. But just a small caveat, this is all on the kit that Ukraine wore, not at the Euros last summer, but on the kit that they wore in 2021 slash at the very start of 2022 in mm. that sort of weird limbo period before when the when the Euros got posted. So you could call it the COVID kit. Um, and it was quite a basic template uh, that they had done, but now it looks a bit more intricate with obviously the sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. 
So it's, it's it, to me, it looks like a mash of the the shirt that, like you said, they wore in this this inter tournament period, and also the, the the shirt they wore at the Euros. Because, like you say, it's the template of that previous year, but with the the added border, which obviously was faintly on the the Euro shirt. We've now got the, the the map of Ukraine, including Crimea and all of those areas. So it's like a mash of the t- of the two shirts, and I mean, just visually, it, it, it looks great, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, I think it's very good and it's a very powerful thing. Just sadly, for whatever reason, uh, Joma is quite difficult to <laughs> to supply the kits. Um, for example, the Euro 2020 kit was very difficult to get hold of. I think there is more stock going around nowadays or you can find it in certain shops. For example, I was in Bruce Mitch and Gladbach and there were loads of the kits in their club shop. Okay. They'd somehow found a supply of them. So I was actually quite shocked when I saw that myself <laughs> because uh, they're notoriously difficult to, to source. And then similarly, there was... Um, yeah, so it's difficult to see whether people will actually be able to eventually purchase these kits which i'm potentially slightly wary about and the fact that they're only going to be sort of limitedly worn until once they go back to fifa uefa sanctioned games in june i think they'll just go back to the newer kit yeah it's um it's good to know a little bit more about it to be honest with you because i think a lot of us as, as kit nerds have only really seen a few images uh, floating around. So, so yeah, it's good, good to see the background, but um, it obviously the message is the most important part of it. And um, I, I was lucky enough this year to be at the Aston Villa versus Southampton game where the Premier League did their show of support, which was, it was quite a moving uh, thing, to be honest with you. Um, I think the clubs handled it really, really well. And it, it you know, it, it was nice. It, it felt like everybody there. It was a real show of unity. Um, and as well as the Premier League, obviously across Europe, a lot of other clubs have got involved in the way of how, why we know about it because we're kit nerds again. Um, a lot of kits have, have kind of had their, their, their again, like a show of support, not just uh, in the way of, uh, you know, Schalke getting rid of the, the Gazprom sponsor. You know, a, a lot of them have done special kits that have gone, uh, you know, towards the, the, the fundraising and so on. I mean, how, how important is all of that? Not just for the financial side of things, but just to show the, the support and the, you know, the, the, the other countries and, and the other footballing nations are really behind the Ukraine at the moment. No, absolutely. It's very important. Basically, I think that's what's even taken a lot of people by surprise at how sort of united all of Europe and the world, you could say, has been, or the footballing world has been over the past three months in their shows of support, not, not just through the kits, through all the different actions that we've seen at the games, like you mentioned, even like, as, as you mentioned, Southampton, where they've just been wearing their away kit, which obviously had the Ukraine colours, but they've just been wearing that a lot more regularly to, um, I think Brighton did theirs. They had like a yellow and blue one. Uh, similarly, Everton have got like the Ukraine humanitarian appeal on their sleeve which was which they had removed before that was like a, a Russian sponsor from their um, Uzmanov co-owner kind of thing. So they're all great gestures. And I think that obviously there's only so much that people can help with, you know, financially, oh yeah, you can donate and all that kind of thing. But these actual signs, which are on an unprecedented scale, really, you've never really seen anything even equivalent to it in the past, you know, or in modern football anyway. So 
it, I, I guess the main thing will be is just like how long will this war go on for and obviously how long will that persist because mm. just naturally things like this do phase out in the west for example if it's getting a bit dragged on or something like that how long will it pertain with um sort of these kit messages and all that kind of stuff but as of right now i think myself as uh, someone who who loves all the kits kind of stuff we've already seen even mines i think uh in the Bundesliga are next season going to be playing with like a ukraine charity bit on their sponsor on their kit so that's also quite quite interesting we'll see maybe some other clubs doing that too but yeah very much i think uh everyone's very satisfied and happy with how um, people have come out and shown support, especially in the footballing world. I think, like you said, it's, it's really important as, as this invasion is, is prolonged and goes on f- f- longer. And, you know, we all hope that there is a, an, a conclusion to it soon, but it is important, as you say, to keep the message and highlight the, what is happening at the forefront of everyone's minds. And, and these kind of, shows of support from the footballing world, whether that be on sleeve sponsor, on a sponsor in, in the stands. Yeah, it's, it's important now more than ever that we we still see that message repeated and hopefully that continues going into next season too. Um, Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, hopefully we can do this again under slightly sunnier circumstances. Yeah, thanks for having me both. Um, I've been, yeah, it's been great to chat a little bit about the kit and potentially, who knows, there might be some more special stuff coming out in the future, uh, depending on, as you mentioned, how long this might take on for. It's just a shame, especially because this year is obviously the 30 years of Ukrainians Association of Football. So I think some people were expecting some kind of special thing to come out maybe it might come out by the time of the world cup or something maybe ukraine might even have a newer or a better brand supplier i like joma in the way that they've done added these unique bits like the map and all that kind of stuff over the past few years but on the whole i think there's been more issues with them in terms of their kit supply uh, availability of getting it even like getting shirt prints on the back and all this kind of stuff so maybe with the added, you could say, publicity that Ukraine has got, maybe a slightly bigger brand might be able to offer something a bit more favourable and add that uniqueness to it in the future too. But yeah, thanks very much for having me. And finally this week, me and AD managed to speak to Scott McRoy, who is a designer who works with both Puma Kyle Walker and the campaign against living miserably as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. So as some of you may or may not be aware, last week was actually Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK. And we have a very special guest with us today is Mr. Scott McRoy. And he is here because he is a designer of shirts that both feature in FIFA and help support the CALM campaign, which is the, the, the campaign against living miserably. Hello, Scott. Hello, guys. How are you? Well, yeah, we're very good. We're very, very pleased that you've, you've joined us today and, and, and this week especially. So, Scott, so you were asked by Puma in conjunction with CALM to design some limited edition shirts. How exactly did this come about? 
Yeah. So I used to work for a company, um, you may know it, I'm sure people, your listeners will, called Pro Direct Soccer. And I was there for 10 years. And um, through that, I formed a relationship um, with, you know, with different brands and whatnot. And one of those being Puma. And a guy called Billy Gentry. I know he's going to be listening, by the way. So um, he asked me to shout him out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that in then. Yeah, <laughs> there you are. Um, he knew that I could do kit design because I'd done it before through my work at ProDirect. And I'd done a lot of work for FIFA, which ultimately this kit was going to end up in FIFA. So I was sort of like the triangle of Puma, FIFA and me. I was sort of like the... The right point i guess <laughs> in that um, playmaker de bruyne yeah exactly i'm just feeding <laughs> strikers basically um <laughs> so yeah that that was basically it that's how it come about and the yeah i guess it's for a great initiative you know in i mean we i we actually a friend of mine a good friend of mine um sadly is no longer with us due to the issues um surrounding this kit he was a colleague at ProDirect and I know that everyone there misses him loads. And um, so, yeah, when, when this came about, it was really one that I was happy to, you know, to help out on. I bet, you know, great cause and great project. And, and also another sort of patron of Calm is Carl Walker. And yeah. Carl worked with you on these kits, didn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah, obviously we, we think of him obviously as England's fullback. Didn't know he had a creative flair in terms of the design world. So what, what did he bring to these two shirts, aren't there? So what did he bring so, to these two shirts that, that you see yeah. in the uh, final, final product? So the first one, which is the home one, he had a little bit more input on than, than the second one. So the first one, um, he, it's funny because he wanted to base it on, so the grey is based slightly on the USA 1994 away shirt oh wow um, stars was, yeah one of his favorite jersey that he he liked like the look of um so i think the, the that shirt's a bit more blue uh the, the actual usa one but we want he wanted it toned back to he, he referenced gray so that that's why it's um gray and then each um he wanted the color from each team that he had played for in his career so um the, the shirt color the predominant shirt color from each team that he'd play for because there are quite a lot so this is the thing so for, for our listeners like uh, scott said it's, it's a predominantly gray shirt but it has lightning strikes running through it and they're different colors so we have a red lightning strike on there which is sheffield united i remember kyle playing for those guys and we right. always have the blue of man city but what's the yellow that's the one i'm stuck on the yellow strike the uh, the yellow was for Aston Villa, I think, because they've got the yellow in their badge, the lion. Yes, and um, obviously yeah. they're they're claret and blue normally, but I think because we had red and a brown um, already in there, I think a claret, and we've obviously got blue for Man City, so the the, the claret was the claret brown. Tom, have you got any ideas who the claret brown is? I I had no idea we played for uh, Villa. To be honest, uh, is it? Oh. It's not Burnley or someone like that, is it? Le- L- lower go down a couple of leagues yeah. league two league two northampton yeah kyle walker in northampton really so you've got um sheffield united northampton tottenham qpr aston villa man city wow you, i tell you what you've done a good job putting those all in the shirt without it looking you know a mess because it, it does look really good it's it's joined up it looks great 
those, yeah. the, the sleeve the sleeves are great i mean the sleeve trim is a bit a bit like those sort of the palm attire shirts you saw in the 1996-97 yeah. palm yeah. shirt like in terms of how it goes down the stripe um yeah very nice but it's the only way we could because in some of the early designs i i went a bit more heavier on the the colors but they don't really mix well in in certain scenarios so sort of minimalizing them down into thinner strips but then making more of them across the shirt and then on on the sleeve as being the, the place where you see them more was was the best way we could do it really and, and he was keen on having the lightning bolts to to represent his his speed so that was a a key sort of um indicator for him so yeah that, that's how it worked really we had i had a, a brief and outlined thoughts from kyle and then i went away did a couple versions based on that sent them back to to him and his team and then it just got as with anything it just gets whittled down and slightly tweaked slightly amended this and that and um that's where that's that's where we got to yeah the the, the home jersey the um away one so that that was slightly different because that was based on calm the charity so the home one was kyle and the away one was the the calm representation of themselves it's more specific to the charity isn't it i mean both Correct. shirts have the calm against uh, united against suicide logo as, as the crest but um yeah. Yeah, the, the design for the away shirt is, is is more vibrant, but what was your thought process behind behind that one? So, I mean, there are so many facts. When when you I got sent a fact sheet about the about the charity and, and, and things of you know that they're doing and, and the issues that, that, that they're seeing, and there was so many things. It was it was a really wide brief. It was like do something about this. And it's like, well, how do I, <laughs> how do you put all that, those thoughts and that into a kit? There's so many ways to do it. So um, the easiest way I could, I could think to do it is to make the facts sort of like patterns and try and make them into shapes and, and things the way you saw it, it was obviously, it was, it was a pattern, but it actually had the message in it. If you look closely, you can see and it's layered as well. So, unless you see the shirt up close, there are stuff that's knocked back, you know, three or four layers and, and tweaked and that, like the phone numbers on there. And yeah, just lots of messages that are tweaked and twisted and, and, um, and bent around. And that was the same process. We did a couple, um, couple run-ups at that, sent them back to, to the calm team. I'm pretty sure Kyle had, had to stay on that as well. Um, I just know that this was more of a, uh, this one was a bit more of a calm initiative and yeah sort of went through I guess both guys ultimately and that's when we landed on on that one and um with the away kit that also has a full clothing suite in in FIFA as in, in Volta as well so there's hats um tracksuit tops tracksuit bottoms loads of stuff because the pattern can traverse across applications a little bit easier with, with because we had to put it on hats and socks and all that then yeah, so yeah. yeah that was that was that. That, that that was the two shirts really 
and yeah, they, I, I'm really happy how they turned out. To be fair, <laughs> they, they, look, they look they look really nice. In yeah, in you should be, and we should, we share them on the socials, and we will do so again when the pod goes out. That they're great. The away one in particular, I, I really like. You know, the way you've integrated some of those messages into it. Yeah, that's the whole thing about being a designer, isn't it? You got to get across the concepts and and ideas and messages, and how do you do that in a clothing item? You know, a bit of pattern. Um, yeah done a great job but so you've, you've alluded to one way we can get our hands on it but how, how can can we as shirt fans go out and get our hands on these products and support the charity so they're available exclusively from um pro direct soccer so www.prodirectsoccer.com so that's how you get them in real life and also they're available on fifa as i just alluded to to unlock uh for use in game both jerseys and as i said the volta clothing capsule is available in the vault of game mode so yeah i say get your hands on them so it's not the first time you worked on big collabs though is it no <laughs> no um so i've worked for um ea sort of freelance and now a bit more not full-time but a, a lot more recently producing kits for for the computer games i think my first game was fifa 18 maybe FIFA 18, and then up to, to now. Um, so I worked on the Anthony Joshua kit, which was in FIFA 18 or 19, I think. Um, oh, there's, there's a lot. I actually did the entire... So back when Volta was just starting out, um, I, got, I was briefed one of my kits was to, to make the Volta shirt for London because Volta is a worldwide thing. So each country has its own specific kit. And they were having a tournament in 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 London, and I was tasked to design the the London shirt, but it had to follow a strict template because they wanted all the all the teams to look relatively the same, just to be different colours. I did the London shirt, and I sort of took the template and flipped it a little bit, and yeah, turned it on its head. And when they sent that back to the the wider team. The, like the global team or whoever it was, they were like, "Now nah, this guy can just do the, do all the, all the countries." So I ended up doing every single country in the Volta, um, you know, the, the, the Volta tournament. So they actually held it. It's a real life. They had like futsal players um, from all over the world. Like Kaka was there, Ian Wright. There was loads of people um, at this event. So yeah, and Brazil won it. And there's like pictures of Kaka next to the Brazil guys wearing yeah, the shirts I designed. So that was that was pretty cool. That was um yeah, that was a good project. I, I did the Talk United um centenary or an anniversary jersey for their uh, in 2019. So it was their hundred year anniversary. Yeah, that's a popular one amongst collectors, Scott. Um, My maths is Shocking! It was <laughs> Help me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we I, I worked on that whilst I was at ProDirect, um, and then most recently I worked on the um, Ruben Dangor and David Beckham jersey. Now Ruben designed the, the jersey. I was sort of just asked to sort of oversee and help out production a little bit, bringing that to life, but. I produced all the supporting artwork. Like there's a box that it came in, so I sort of took some of Ruben's assets and I had to add my own bits to to make the box and sort of just see that the that the shirt was brought to life. Um, 
yeah, in, in the manner that we, we all hoped. And it, it does look amazing. I've got it here and it's all Ruben's done a fantastic job in the design for it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I've, I've produced some shirts for, say, PlayStation, uh, Crash Bandicoot. There was a, uh, they wanted some shirts when they were launching Crash Bandicoot 4, so I've designed those. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, there's loads that I'm missing. Um, yeah, no, no, and, and your website as well. So we'll share a link to your website, and that's got some great yeah. pictures and graphics of the sort of stuff you've done. Actually, um, I'll tell you one, sorry to cut in, that I've done recently, which is I just wanted to highlight because it's actually really a good cause, was um, so there's a charity called Special... Uh, special effect and they produce um, controllers for children that have got disabilities that they can't play you know computer games like FIFA with their with their um, friends and family um, so I had to design a, a kit for that charity that went in game and it's sort of just raising awareness cool. really and um, that was I watched the video and I was like oh my god how much you take for granted you know these mm. This, this guy called um, Finley, was, he made a video that said, look, all I want to do is play FIFA with my brother. And you're like, oh my God, like, choke me up, watch it. I'm like, Christ. So, um, yeah, I, I did that, produced a design for that. And then I got, a, they sent me back a video of, of him saying how much he loved the shirt and how happy he was. And that was a really good one. Just, you know, not for anything else, but just to see how you can put a smile on a kid's face with a shirt, you know, it was... Um, <laughs> What, what better feedback than that, though, in terms no, of all the different better. projects you've done? That's probably the best feedback you've ever was, received. Honestly, piece it, of work. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was really, really nice and really humbling, you know, just to, just to see, the, see it on, on him. But yeah, it was a good one, that. I mean, that's an absolutely beautiful place to leave it, uh, you know, in, in terms of the sort of projects you've been involved with. We'll share your website online. We'll share some of the images that we chatted about today anybody out there do take a look at the uh at the shirts that we've been talking about particularly the calm shirt because it's it generates a lot of money for um suicide prevention which is you know biggest killer in the uk at the moment so we you know, need to get behind that and a fantastic shirt scott thank you for taking the time to chat to us today no really worry. really Thanks good for having you guys cheers yeah. thank you very much scott Thank you so much to all of our guests this week. It's been a real pleasure speaking to every single one of them. And please join us next week for the next episode of Kit Pod. And in the meantime, please save all your kisses for me.